I'm gonna poop my pants. Yeah. Uh oh. Someone did a boom boom. Oopsie. <laughs> boom boom on the head. What was bonk, that? Bonk bonk. Which, which, which I said many times during the way to Eden, by the way. Mm, I actually said to Chris, well. I was like, "Is which is worse? They were the uh, Miri kids grown up. Herbert, 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 or Bonk Bonk on the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, nothing's, Miserable nothing's worse than that. <laughs> you gotta leave that in. That's that's an opening That's an opening line. As well. I, ass- I assume Jake doing a boom boom at the table was our opening already. <laughs> <laughs> it almost just made me do a boom boom all over Jake. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same person. Uh-huh. Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and today with me are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. And here we are, it's episode 39. Nine? Yeah. No, you're right. Whoa! Holy shit. That was really good. (laughs) I'm impressed by that. (laughs) So episode 38 and a half, possibly nine. (laughs) Uh, And uh, this week we watched The Way to Eden and The Cloudminders. And The Way to Eden, a bunch of space hippies stole a ship and the Enterprise intercepts them and manages to get them on board right before their stolen vessel explodes because they're pressing the engines too hard. When they get on board, they start calling everybody Herbert, which basically means, like, square. Ooh. (laughs) It turns out that these space hippies are trying to get to Eden. They find this out because Spock apparently is down with the lingo. He speaks hippie. He does. He speaks hippie. Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive. (laughs) (laughs) So they find out that they're trying to get to Eden, and they also find out after giving all of the space hippies a physical mm. uh, in sick bay, where like we only see McCoy for that scene. Yeah, I think. Which I was like, wow, this is a criminal. He wasn't in the next episode much either. Yeah, maybe he wasn't feeling well. Poor yeah. thing. Anyhow, one of them has I don't know Synthococcus novi. Synthococcus novi because oh, he's a like a tech guy or something. I guess he picked it up from fucking a robot or something. Oh, that sounds right. And. Uh, and, you know, this thing only exists because of how sterile everything has become, you know, in their society, and they all want to get to Eden so they can be more free and frolic in the fields and all this nonsense. But we also have a friendly face. Chekhov recognizes his old girlfriend, Irina, and has a boner throughout. Yep. And, uh... And his hair was weird this week, too. It was. Yeah, everything... And his eye makeup was really heavy. His yeah, well, eyeliner he had, was... He had actual close-ups this week, is that what Jake said? Soup's heavy. Mm. It was bad. I was like, why did they do that? Anyway, so several of the, you know, people in the hippie cult are trying to kind of get members of the Enterprise to kind of come over their side. Sulu is the first one who seems, like, pretty into it, which is cool. Then Arena uses her sexy, sexy lady charms to try to bring Chekhov over. And what was that guy's name? The actor? Remember? we, look, remember we Charles looked, Napier. Charles Napier, um, best known for playing, like, grizzled war veterans and policemen. He's oh, the, is he the one that played Adam? Yeah. The, yes. the musician guy? Yeah, the musician. He, he uh, wrote his own songs. They were terrible. They were really bad. Anyway, through the power of song, Adam, played by Charles Napier, convinces Spock to come and have a jam sesh. And through the power of music, they, you know, kind of make the whole crew really into hipsterism. Make the episode last long enough. Oh my god, so bad. So much dancing, so much partying. And so they take over the ship, these hippies, and they point it towards Eden, which, like, Spock had already said, I'll try to, like, help you. I admire your weird fucking psycho religion, and I want to help you get there. And they were still like, nah. Well, so they, Dr. Cauliflower here was crazy. Yeah, he Ugh. was cuckoo birds. Which I love that, like, Spock was like, Dr. McCoy, he might be crazy. It's like, Dr. McCoy, do you remember that you're also the chief psychiatric medical specialist on board? But only Thanks, when it's science officer. Only when it's helpful to the plot. So at any rate, they take over the ship and instead of just taking the ship to Eden, they steal a shuttlecraft. They love stealing shit. They yeah, they're do. Clep- fucking kleptos. Kids. These damn kids. And Scotty and has giant talking dog. Scotty has a great <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. You okay, Chris? That wow, good. that laugh, that laugh on that line. Look at that shit. That's beautiful. It's like Anyway, so they 
crash land their shuttlecraft into the fucking planet and the Enterprise crew follows them down and they find that like Chekhov like burns his hand on a plant which oh my god not fucking bad plants again but he burns his hand on the plant because everything has acid in it and they shortly thereafter find Adam's dead body next to a piece of fruit that he bit into presumably because it also is just full of acid which Spock helpfully points out to us get it Uh, his name was Adam he ate the fruit. Bum, bum, bum. On planet Eden! I kind of wanted, oh, wanted Kirk to reach her, slap him upside the head. Yeah. Of course, my read one. was different. I was like, yeah, of course the hippies want to go to the planet made of acid. That <laughs> makes perfect sense. So, at any rate, he dies, and they come across. They come and find the hippies who have all run back to their shuttlecraft because those barefooted heathens have been running around frolicking in acid grass, and they've all burnt themselves. So they're, like, you know, helping them out. But then... I want to call it Grassid. Does that work? Grassid, I like yeah, it. There we but go. then Dr. Severin, whose name I hadn't mentioned till now, the Charles Manson of this weird hippie family... With weird ears. With weird ears... He, like, decides that, like, I'm not leaving, you can't make me, and they're like, no, we're trying to help, and he's like, and he climbs up an acid tree and picks the acid pear and bites that motherfucker and then bites the dust. Yeah. And that's, you know, we go back to the Enterprise, he's dead, boo-hoo, and Spock to the space hippie, Irina, is like, I hope that you find Eden or that you make it yourself, and it's very touching and sweet. And that's it. So in the Cloudminders, we visit the planet Ardana, where the intellectual elite live in the cloud city of Stratos. There we go. <laughs> and uh, down below, the troglites are made to work the mines mining some xenite, xenite which uh, apparently is like good plant fertilizer. I'm not really clear on what the it, deal it is fights, with it. It fights Some kind plant of bacteria. bacteria. All right. Well, it uh, gives off see. stupid gas. Yeah. It's also contained in the softest rock in the galaxy. Yes. It's just chalk. Soft. I'm trying to think of what the softest rock is. It would be easily mined with a robot. Vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> a Roomba could do the job. Oh, Jesus. It bumps into the wall, causes someone to crumble, and then it just goes back over it. That's perfect, actually. Sorry, go on. No, it's fine. We meet Plasis who is the high advisor of Ardana, and his very attractive daughter, Droxine, who... Was she? Well... Spock wanted to put it in her, so... He did. That was unlike him. Well, and, and like, her father seemed ready to sell her to the highest bidder. She, she was like... Living work of art, gentlemen. What are your bids? Check out her navel. It's showing. I know. As yeah, did Arena's in the last hot, one. Hot but anyway, naval sorry. action this week. So she, much naval action. She was, like, creepily open about wanting to fuck Spock with her dad. And I was just like, we don't... They're Ooh. artists. Everyone on Stratos has an yeah, artist. But not, but not your dad. He's you know, that actually does make it dad. make sense. No, it, no, not with dad. It doesn't <laughs> make any there's sense. Maybe incest. Maybe incest is a thing. Well, you know, if you can't keep it in your pants. You realize he's telling everybody how hot his fucking daughter is? You know who else Donald Trump? Yup. Mm. Bazinga. And he's a big racist. Holy shit. So anyway, classist. They, made, they meet Space Trump. There we go. Space wow. Trump has better hair, though. Mm, his hair was actually kind of great. That's true. Anyway, there are some troglites who are fighting the good fight called the Disruptors, who are trying to get some equality in this motherfucker because they're sick of, you know, living in caves and digging up whatever the shit all the time. And so they're trying to have an uprising. Meanwhile, you know, Kirk and Spock are down on the planet and Droxine, which, like, am I wrong? Does that, like, sound like an eye drop or some kind of, like, medicine that, like, like yeah. where, like, the like the side effects are definitely worse than the things that it's, like, fixing? Like, yeah. it's, it sounds it's, like her to a T. Like, it's for, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, and, and Spock and Droxine are sort of getting close to getting it in. They're having lots of sexy chat about, about oh, Pon Far. So you only get a bow yeah. once every since when is Spock so open about talking about, talking about Pond Far? It was well, really weird. Pond wasn't it? Her far. All right, let's finish the, the, the. He wanted to see how far uh, inside synopsis. he could get his pawn. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Hey. So he, um, yeah, <laughs> intercourse, Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> that was legitimately funny. Anyway, they're kind of talking dirty, and then she's like, yeah, those troglites are fucking stupid, inferior pieces of shit. And Spock's boner dropped faster you than- You could, like, hear it. Than PewDiePie <laughs> getting dropped from the Disney Channel after he did that fucking racist shit. Anyway, so Plasticine and Droxine are racist twats, and, um, 
How do they figure out that there's like a gas that's causing all these problems? McCoy, McCoy has, has some. some. Yeah, he has a sample. Yeah, and so he's like, huh, this gas makes people stupid. Oh, that's right. He's like, yeah, we have numbers that show that, you know, the troglites are 20% stupider than uh, the people in the Cloud City. And Kirk's like, duff. But Kirk goes to Placis and is like, here, we have this science. He also is anti-science. Oh my god, it's so perfect. He's like, we have this science that proves that the shit in the mines makes people dumb. And he's like, that's fucking stupid. We have the greatest minds. The greatest minds anywhere. They're tremendous minds. You're going to love our minds. And uh, Believe me. Believe me. Trust me. So then Kirk goes to this woman, Vana, who's like, the head of the disruptors who like tried to assassinate him in the middle of the night then it became a creepy wrestling fest cuddle fuck fest and Basically. I was just kind of like he got it Why? a couple times he, well uh, it was awkward I was uncomfortable with that scene he's like I don't know I find this really pleasurable it's like yeah you're a rapist and moving on but anyway so Vana so he goes to Vana and he's like Vana there's gas in the mines and she's also anti-science so I'm guessing like she's an anti-vaxxer and Trump is just a moron well she's also oh, been sorry. in the mines classes Nah. No, she's been out for a while, so she's been getting smarter. No, no, she's been back. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyway, so she's like, I don't believe in something you can't see and can't detect that makes you dumb. And it's like, mm, okay, well. So uh, in order to prove to both of these fucking idiots that it's true, Kirk gets himself and Vana like, caved in in the mines and then tells <laughs> tells Spock to beam Plasis over, and he does, and Plasis is bullshit. In a long filler scene, too. Yeah. yeah. And they have arguments about how it's bullshit again, and then Kirk, because this gas also apparently makes people more violent because they're dumb, I don't really know if I appreciate if I like that comparison, but I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. At any rate, he starts getting ultra-violent and, violent and is basically like, I'm gonna fucking point my gun at you and you're gonna believe me and then they're like holy shit he's getting really violent clearly there is a real thing with this gas ah! and so finally Vana like gets the communicator away from Kirk and is like oh no beam us up help Enterprise ah! look at that point Kirk and Plastis are trying to kill each other with cave knives yeah they're having a fight yeah which looked like weird crucifixes yeah, they Those were, were strange. The knives, they, like tr- they were trowel-y things that did not make for great weapons. And they also just didn't look sharp enough to kill anybody. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Well, it cut, it cuts the cut fucking clay rock that just crumbles when you look at it. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, they get beamed up, and they're like, oh my god, you're, you know, you've proved it to us that the gas is real. Ah, and then I guess they decide to fix society and just let everybody use gas masks in the mines instead of being dickheads. And It's a little vague. Yeah, yeah I don't really know. I mean, I think as soon as they leave, probably... Everything just still warm. Goes back to normal be a purge. stuff. Yeah, no. I just don't. Oh, yeah, and as always, this was an aid of getting this crap that they had to have because there was a plague somewhere. Yeah. But... There yeah, was a, like a food shortage on some planet. No, no, the there was a biological there was a plague going around killing all yeah. the plants. Oh, they needed for air. That's what it was. It yeah. wasn't which, food, like it was all air. planets, they need the plants for air. But well, yeah, but like maybe in the '60s that wasn't as common knowledge. I don't know mm. how many people today maybe know that. Think mm. about, again about how anti-science some clusters of people have become. So at any rate, uh, these were the two episodes, and I gotta say, I actually really enjoyed watching this week's episodes. I didn't really care for the way to eat it. Well, let's I didn't care for the songs. The songs were awful. I, I didn't care for the wigs. <laughs> yeah, one guy the with his fucking the... rainbow bright wig. Well, there was also, like, the application of the wigs and the bald caps. Yeah. Like, Adam, in, there was one scene where he's talking with Spock, and in in every every shot of him, the bald cap is peeling off his head. Uh, and you oh, can I didn't even see that. You can see it in the HD version. And, like... And I'm like, is that just, like is that intentional? And then no, it cuts to another shot of him, and it's fixed. So clearly, well, it was really obvious. Like I don't think his was ever peeling, but it was really obvious that Doctor What's his fuck was wearing Severin. one. Severin. Yeah. Every time he turned his head, you'd see the wrinkles Crinkles in the. And, yeah. you know, oh well, I didn't notice that either. I'm yeah, just not yeah. very. Um... He kind of just had a wrinkly head. Who knows? No, to match his balls. I did like they had little little like uh, go to the carnival and get like your pa- face painted at a. <laughs> At a little kiosk. I actually quite liked On their the, faces. I liked that. I, I liked like those. that they aspect. My god, and uh, Irina, Irina's outfit was stunning. The fabric was gorgeous. The cut was nice. It was almost like kimono-like in style, the mm. sleeves and stuff, but then had no back. That was some sexy shit. I was into it. Chekhov was, too. Wow. So, Ames, when, when researching this, was Herbert a reference to anyone specific? They... 
I don't think it was, but I think there was some fear that, oh no, someone might take it to to mean they're talking about Herbert so-and-so, who I guess was like one of the producers. Well, because there was a Herbert Solo or Solo. It wasn't a ham, no. S-O-L-O-W. There was another Herbert, and it was like, oh no, we have to make sure we're not, they're not in any way talking about him. So they come up with the backstory of who Herbert was, and there was that moment of, oh yes, they're referring to such and such, and well, that, it basically means who was especially square rigid. or dark or whatever. Well, and that was kind of my question, too, because I know, like, I didn't remember who it was exactly, and I don't know, again, how to pronounce his name, but there was a guy you see in the credits sometimes, Herbert Solo, or mm. Solo, S-O-L-O-W. And again, he would have been, like, a producer or something, so it still just felt like, wow, had he left the show at this point? Were they mad at him? Or... <laughs> I also remember reading years ago, but I don't know if it was a reliable source, and I don't know if you'd seen anything, that an early draft of this script probably would involve a lot more McCoy, because hmm. one of the space hippies was going to be his daughter yes. from his failed marriage. Oh, I was going to talk about this. Ooh. Uh, I would have liked that version of the script. Where <laughs> and it was Arena, the wrong and, part, then, uh, and then McCoy threatens Chekhov with a gun for being yeah, yeah, yeah. his daughter. Yeah, this was. I think this was a DC Fontana script. It was originally going to be called Joanna, which was McCoy's daughter, okay. and she would have been one of the space hippies. I don't quite know what the dynamic between her and Daddy would have been. Probably not great. But she would have hit it off hard with Kirk. Ooh. Oh! And Kirk would have hit it off hard with her. Ooh! Yeah. Or in her. Hard. Yeah. All over her. I'd wow. like to think that would have eventually involved just a really tense scene where McCoy is glaring at Kirk and says, I'm your physician. You trust me to put a hypo to your neck a lot. And oh. just leaves it at that. All McCoy has to do in that situation is threaten to show her Kirk's medical chart. Yeah. Yes. All of the STDs he's been treated for. Sweetheart, you don't understand. Some of them have actually begun to mate within him, creating whole new STDs. Yeah, there's nothing but mating happening with Kirk, inside and out. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, you were saying, Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. I don't, I, I don't know what other differences there would have been because I didn't read all of mm. all of the, the original stuff. I know Walter Koenig hated uh, what it turned into hmm. and said it was it was so much of him acting out of character e and yeah I love that he was suddenly this like big like taskmaster disciplinarian when yeah. we've yeah. seen him like just kind of you usually a lot la- you know just like yeah and like tra-la-la-la-lying and fucking all the girls and, you know, whatever. Like, I, I find it hard to believe that suddenly he was just really, like... Really I don't professional. approve of your choices. Yeah. Mm. Like, Chekhov, I think, anyone who wants to fuck him, he probably doesn't really care about the choices they're making. <laughs> they're making that one bad choice, and that's all he cares about. <laughs> like... So you have uh, Dr. Severus here. <laughs> this uh, is Dr. Severus Snape. Yeah. Um, I love it. What is it actually, Severin? Severin, yeah, Doctor Severin with his weird ears that weird looked, ears. looked really bad, and he'll, he, I don't, this may just be me. He had weird teeth. I didn't know. It felt like he had more teeth in his mouth than there should be room for. Yeah, I actually know what you mean. He had like big teeth, and there was like a moment where he it made like an they especially. Big. They're just a lot of them. He made like an especially crazy smile, and it was just like, ooh, that's too many. <laughs> Shark. It's yeah, he's got double rows he's of got teeth. Rows and rows of teeth, and when you bite into your your victim, they just rip them out. Wow. Maybe that's why that apple killed him so quick, because he got, like, a double <laughs> chunk of that shit. Ooh, there you go. So, so I guess he's supposed to be, like, like a mashup of Charles Manson mm-hmm. and Timothy Leary, maybe? Like, I Did I actually say like, Charles Manson in the intro? I don't did. remember. No. Okay, good, because because we talked about that Now, had Manson bit. happened by this point? Yeah, he was in the 60s. 68, right? So it would have, like, just happened. Yeah, that's the thing about this episode is to to call this, like, the Space Hippies episode, it's like, it's more Space Cultist episode. Well, and her baby. But other people, they they call them the Sharon Tate murders, though. I know, I know, I get it. Everybody in the house. Yes. But yeah, like, well, it's like, they're definitely a cult that grew out of sort of... I guess so. A cult that grew out of uh, a 60s writer's idea of hippies. Hmm. Definitely. Like, the, the, their whole look and vibe and everything. Well, in the context of the Manson family, it's interesting because prior to the Manson family and the Tate murders... Thank you. Thank you. You know, hippies were kind of viewed as peace-loving, you know, harmless people. Not very patriotic, but yes. Yeah, but then that happened, and suddenly hippies were, like, dangerous 
potential killers. Yeah. Which again made, I'm sure, the, the anti-hippie crowd very happy to have someone to point to and go, we told you this is where it was going! So when you yeah. say the crowd, you, yeah, you just Nixon. I, just I got there's a Nixon, Nixon voice. Yeah. <laughs> that was a terrifying laugh. I mean, I remember sitting there at one point just listening to fucking one of the songs, one of the annoying hippie scenes, just oh. going like, this is why people voted for Nixon. Well, yeah, he did, is, he said that This shit. is how so many Americans viewed hippies. I'm meeting before. you halfway, you dirty <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, it was weird because Chekhov was acting out of character and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, they should have just killed all the hippies because they Spock, really what the fuck make was you up hate with them. Spock this episode? So he understands their philosophy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, we'll give them benefit of the doubt. They want to go to Eden. They somehow can play this fucking bicycle wheel as an instrument. <laughs> I don't understand how. <laughs> I wonder how any of the instruments worked because they, none of them seem to be work like the hand gestures did Listen, not match Adam's electric sense. guitar with two strings on it worked fine yeah <laughs> no, and like, actually, the neck had, had like four buttons it on had it. seven okay I have an explanation it was just an elaborate guitar hero <laughs> so he would hit the one string while hitting the five buttons uh, and go. it would magically play more than a feeling if only it had been more than a feeling and not this garbage we got yes. like honestly said this earlier I would rather have so much less music that all the incidental music was also out of the fucking show <laughs> than to have to listen to those fucking songs you know I want someone to redo I want us to redo go on more than a feeling oh I want us to do the space hippie songs. No. <laughs> See, that, the specifically one, that one in the cantina with the girl and the guy, because it'll be perfect. The one useful thing about the space hippie songs, there still could have been way less of them, and this still could have happened, but at the point you made, was the reprise of their little happy ditty while everyone is, like, dead on the ship is kind of wonderfully dark. Yes. But again, you could have had that without having the hit songs like five yeah, times first. Times. You could have had it once and well, then again. What I was saying, and this is also like macabre and gross, but I kind of love the idea, is like if that, if the whole series had ended on the pan out of them singing those creepy hippie songs while the whole crew is dead, Holy and shit. that's the end of the show, can you imagine nice. how fucked that would be? If like Roddenberry heard they were cancelled and yeah. decided to go out in full spite I, mode. I meant to check when they learned they were cancelled because, you know, there's only a couple episodes left at this point. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Uh, which is Craytown. It's crazy but... town. Well, they get through the whole of the third season, so maybe they didn't find out until after the season was over. I don't know. When do you when do you generally learn that you're renewed? I would think it would be partway through Because I season. know that they learned they... that they were renewed for season three during season two, which is why the whole Assignment Earth thing was such a fucking nightmare. So, sometimes, I mean, just in general, like... Sometimes shows genuinely don't find out until over the summer. Mm. Or they'll have gotten renewed and then someone will change their mind. I know, like, um, it's a weird example, but Gilligan's Island had been renewed for a fourth season. But this was... So apparently the story I heard was it had been renewed for fourth season, but they had meanwhile canceled Gunsmoke because Gunsmoke's ratings had gone to fuck. But there was, like, one guy at the network who loved Gunsmoke. And he was like, what the fuck is this? You are not canceling Gunsmoke. And they're like, oh, for Christ's <laughs> sakes, fine. So they had to cancel something they had renewed, and it was Gilligan's Island. Oh, so yes. they had to go back on their contract? Yeah. Wait, Shit. So Gilligan's Island only had three seasons? I think, either way, whatever Gilligan's seasons last. No, like, really, though. Unless, but I think it was three. Because... They, like, jumped the shark hard in that show. Like, they <laughs> ran out of ideas really quick if well, there's only three seasons. What can you have happen... On a desert island. Not much. Sorry, how the hell did we get to... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we don't know when they were renewed. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I'm sure someone does. There's a nerd listening to this right now screaming the date, the exact date. Yeah. Thank and you. An Thank you, that nerd. Well, we all know that whoever <laughs> it was that gave them the axe, whenever it was, it was Grandpa Simpson. There, there's an episode of The Simpsons where, like, people start confessing things they did and... Grandpa Simpson stands up and goes, I canceled Star Trek! Oh, see, I, I, I assume you just met with all of our blank gazes at your face. But let's be real here. Star Trek needed to be canceled. I don't know. The second half of the third season's been all right. There have like, been a lot of good ones in this. Se- surprising. Considering, considering. considering, yeah, considering how bad season three is notorious for being, there have been some really good chunks it's in it. It's just definitely, it was just, the consistency was down. Like, yeah. I think there's more shitty episodes Per capita. Yeah. I mean, just talking about this episode, like, Chekhov was acting weirdly out of character. I still think Spock was acting out of character in that he really, bit, yeah. he really wanted to, like, jam with these guys. He really mm. wanted to, like, let... The, these guys are fucking criminals. They stole a ship. He has lots of problematic favorites. He really liked that doctor guy that came up with that 
robot that and Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Maybe that should have been the, the most, first one. The most problematic fandom that Scott that Spock is a part of is the Hitler fandom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Like, I and I honestly just think that like them being criminals and him like thinking he's insane probably just made him more fascinated. Like in a way, I could totally connect to Spock in that because I think serial killers and all that shit are the most fascinating things ever. Like I've read Helter Skelter, which is like the account of Joseph Bugliosi about the Manson murder trials. And it's like he was the lawyer who like got them like found guilty and uh I don't know words. Convicted. That's it. And uh <laughs> and it's dry, but I read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so especially if they were some kind of cuckoo ball cult, I could totally see being really interested in them. They tried to make it make some sense with Spock's whole like they feel like aliens in their own world, which I am familiar with. But it it was a, a Spock oddly in touch with his emotions, certainly. It's kind of a theme between these two episodes, in a way. <laughs> I, I, I do. Yeah. If having a boner I, is an emotion. I forget what the other episode was again. Yes, that one. It was funny, though. I did kind of want when when whatever his name is and their people took over. Dr. Auxiliary, Severin. Dr. Severin took our auxiliary control. I half wanted Spock to go on the comm be like, Adam, we jammed. It was my understanding <laughs> that a jam is a bond which is unbreakable. This betrayal is disheartening. I am not Herbert. <laughs> he wasn't. He knew. I loved it. That was the that best. That was pretty funny. Hey, he's not Herbert. Woo! And Kirk's just standing there like, I don't know what's going on. You damn kids. One. Yeah. We, I mean, are, we one are one. gaping vagina. Yeah, the vagina. <laughs> that, why is the, the symbol of their color? Well, I think it was the, actually more like that. It was more of a triangle. Symbol. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a vag. It's that's totally a, that's a vag. That's a vagina symbol. Yeah. Didn't you make a fisted asshole joke at one He's, point? Oh, During these huge like vagina women are getting away with murder. Did I? Did you I did. make? I yeah. did. Yeah. Speaking of when letting did I these, do that? <laughs> All right, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of letting these huge vagina people get away with murder, we also let them fucking right, right, uh, rampage around on the ship. Because we always do. Chris pointed that <laughs> because out. Because apparently <laughs> one of their members is the son of an ambassador or something or other. Fuck. Yeah. Some but, fucking. Yeah. Was thing. that Adam or was that fucking no, that rainbow? Was, guy. That was purple hair guy. That yeah. was. Tongo Rad. Right. Whoa. With the grapes rad. on his, head, on his yeah. face. Maybe he had a rad Tongo. No. no. He gives a rad Tongo. Yeah, and I did like... Asshole. It was so funny, because the show was so bizarre, and it's like... <laughs> you know, Spock was sympathetic to their cause. And we have to treat them with extreme tolerance. Tolerance to the extreme. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I can't, it was so weird, because the show... <laughs> clearly was mostly anti-hippie like mm. Kirk was not acting out of character he was anti yet it also wasn't well that's, was right. that's what's strange like, Scotty was pretty anti-hippie <laughs> why can't kids be why did kids have to be foolish or whatever the well I, I do like leaving characters like come on Scotty you don't remember getting in trouble in that age but even then it was definitely this like they'll come around attitude yeah so but like Kirk being like what the fuck made sense but then there was like you know, like, like Spock being sympathetic to their cause. And even McCoy, although not really voicing much of an opinion, did say, like, yeah, our sterile society did kind of create this horrific disease. Womp womp. But it was weird because it was sort of trying to have its cake and eat its stew. Eat it too. Like, it didn't want to totally... Have its cake and eat its stew? Yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it didn't want to totally cake alienate stew. any hippie sympathizers in the audience, but it kind of mostly wanted to toe a more conservative line. I hear the name of a comedy duo, Cake and Stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, life so that is, was life is too short to not eat dessert first, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So I do feel like because it was kind of trying to have it both ways, it sort of suffered for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside from that, and the way too many songs. Oh, so many songs! And the fact that again, it is too easy to take over this fucking ship. Six yeah. of the dippiest shitheads. They in did the do a new neck maneuver. They did, yes. And uh, what the, the whatever his race is called, neck poke. And I was like, wow! Not only did they knock them out, they made them jizz in their pants first. Yeah. Both of the guys oh! were like, oh. <laughs> And I was Whoa. just like, ooh. And it was consistent. Because the first guy, you know, it could have just been... That, that was guy. his take on how him passing out would be. But the next guy was also like, ugh. So they were told <laughs> to... That's really what they should have done to try to convert people. It's just, it's like, look, he's going to knock you out, which is going to suck. But before you pass out, you are going to have the best orgasm. And if you join us, he'll be around all the time. It's like stranglebaiting. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that's called? Isn't it? I like it. 
Autoerotic asphyxiation. asphyxiation. Yeah. Well, no, when it's autoerotic, it's when you're alone with a. Yeah, but masturbating is by yourself. So strangle baiting. Oh, I thought you said strangle banging. Oh no, no strangle baiting. Okay, yes, 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 yes. If you're, if you're strangle banging, that's just breath play usually. Ah, uh, that's I, okay. There is a word for that. Good, good. Sure. Yeah. So did anybody else? I mean, Chris, you being a connoisseur, uh oh, um, pick up on the similarities here between this episode and the final frontier with the, I was the kind of thinking like just cult taking over the enterprise I I kind of I did think about that at one point it's like well now we see where they kind of may have got the idea yeah. and isn't Sulu one of the first ones to go over too see I was curious whether Sulu almost... was actually going over oh, no, whether sorry. or whether he was just giving them like a, a I mean a, a time so I meant in Star Trek 5. I think he's one of the first ones yeah, to go over to Cybok. Yeah. And over here, yeah, he certainly, like you said, yeah. I don't think he fully goes over. Yeah, he didn't Sulu look like he was, was just, buying it. He looked like he was just smiling he, like, what he the most, fuck is no, that? He, he wanted to get it in. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> like, look, look, if we can end up in a bedroom together later, I'll wear your funny little egg badge. Egg Chris, with an infinity sign. Chris yep. loved the egg badge. Yeah, they like, <laughs> they the, look the like they were made of silly putty. Can we make some? Okay. Can we have crafting corner and make egg crafting badges? Corner. Yeah, the, the inconsistency <laughs> of the egg badges. Yeah, some of them, made, yeah. Like they, some, they really the yolk was higher ups. You know, they probably do, actually, yeah. and that would explain yeah, it. Yeah, guys, they're made from fucking, you know, they fully, completely sourced all the materials themselves, you know. Yeah. No animals were harmed in the making of their badges. They cultivated the crop. Like, <laughs> let's, come on now. They're yeah. cage-free egg, egg badges. Cage-free. But yeah, they're ah! like... Free-range egg <laughs> badges. And, ah! yeah, so can we talk about what a fucking Chekhov's gun the fucking Romulans were in this episode. Oh, yeah, it was silly. The oh, gun yeah. that never got never fired. I was going to say, yeah. they never showed up either. Well, well just like Chekhov's gun. Chekhov never got to fire either. But yeah, yeah that, like they kept, like, the whole episode was alluding to, oh, well, if the Romulans show up... Yeah, uh, why even you, put Eden you know, in Romulan try, territory? Try to explain to them the situation. Yeah, it never that, really... Yeah, it was unnecessary. I wonder if the earlier version of the script had it actually being an issue. Maybe it was just a, we can't go. This is a specific reason why we can't go that way. Not the fact that you're prisoners that we have to bring back to wherever the fuck it is we're bringing yeah, you. Yeah, like you that. stole a shit. That was sufficient. Like, that's thing, I actually admittedly kind of forgot about the whole Romulan angle because nothing comes of it. Yeah. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. Um, but I think that this episode and probably the next one, too, and... You know, the the reason why I said that Star Trek needed to be cancelled is because even the good even the episodes that we really liked this season were way too much filler in mm. them, I think. Well and I think we've definitely had more caveats as well. Yeah, it's always like it's always like, Man, this was great and my thought is always, yeah, this episode's good, this is a good story, it could have been told in half the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we went and rewatched the first half of season one, we'd be like, oh yeah, these were really good. This is what good episodes Except were like. Mary. Except Mary. Except Mary. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Mary no. was basically so, yeah, these because, fucking kids grown they, up. They, they, yeah. I feel like early on they felt like they, they've actually filled, you know, 50 minutes or whatever. Ooh, with the exception of... Um... The first Federation episode, that one had a lot of padding, I remember. Oh, the Baylock episode? Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of, like, are we going to move on to the yeah, next that's scene? True. That, that's but you're right, it is, I think, more common now than it was. Like, we definitely, throughout, we've seen episodes where there was padding, but I feel like we've seen mm-hmm. more in the last few weeks than we had early on. Well, we haven't had four or five different fucking songs yet. That's true. Yeah. God, those songs. It'll so also many. be interesting, I think, I'll, I'll be interested to see how, because... The animated series is going to be... Yeah, they're like half th- hour yeah, episodes, mm-hmm. approximately. 20, 20, 20 well, yeah, probably like 23 or 4 minutes with the commercial. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to get more, you know, in that condensed time frame, more focused. Or if they just feel rushed. <laughs> Plus we won't have all the, like, bad costumes and shit. Or bad, like, still have bad, bad animation. Bad. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because it was That's probably... Preferable. I'm sure it was, like, lowest bidder animation. Well, and also, like, it was the 1970s, which in general, like, aside from maybe some of the movies, I don't know about that, but American television animation it was, was shit it was in the all 60s Hanna and 70s. Barbera, right? yeah, it was all Hanna-Barbera, right? Well, it wasn't like, all but certainly it was all very low-budget, as few frames as possible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Were the Flintstones just and the, the mouth Jetsons mouth. in the 70s? Late also? 60s, I Late think. Late 60s? Oh, okay. I couldn't really remember. Um, anyway, Space Hippies. Spippies. Spiffies. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like the musical numbers. I think it felt like a fucking Joss Whedon episode. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you said Napier wrote those? Yeah. Oh God. 
He and I think the little blonde chick. I think the two of them oh, were musicians and shit. Oh god, it means they were fucking in real life. That's a weird I'm sure thought. Everybody was fucking in real life. <laughs> yes, people do tend to fuck in real life, otherwise yeah. there'd be no real life. But what I mean is, you know. Together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jake understood I, that I, that I, was I, your Yeah. <laughs> I meant I meant like all the cast. I was assuming it was a constant. Just a huge orgy, orgy. yeah. yeah. They like they get together at Shatner's pad after filming. Oh, what was up with White Uhura? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, what White White Uhura. Fuck her. I don't know where the fuck. As soon as she was like, you know, communication channels were open. I was like, that's not yeah. We Uhura. both like simultaneously. Like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck off my bridge. Like, if any episode would have benefited from Uhura singing, it would have been this one. Yeah. No oh, shit, good right? She probably like walked off the set because they're like, okay, we're having a musical episode, and she's like, oh, great, and they're like, no. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be some fucking white privileged kid. It'll singing. just be Spock, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, Spock didn't actually sing. Yeah. I was actually he hoping that Spock would sing because he did sing in one other episode, didn't he? I'm not making that up. Did he I at swear one point he's sing? only ever played. I thought he sang a song, but I don't remember. There was one where he was being mind controlled, where he was, I think, singing songs. But I think that there was yeah. another episode where he actually was playing the lute and singing a song. I do like that his little or the liar, which. Or... Up until now, has strictly been an acoustic instrument. Suddenly, has all these settings, and it can yeah. be like in a weird electric totally yeah. electric guitar. That was yeah, great. when fucking fuckface picked it up, it sounded like an electric guitar. It was really yeah. weird. God, it was such a bad episode. Uh, man, the fucking drum circle I mean, guy, the guy with the fucking drum. Yeah, I fucking hate that kind of drum. By the way, what kind of drum was it? I don't even remember. A hand drum, like a, like a bongo, like a bongo, but not a bongo. It's like a bowl. Not of a every lake. hand drum is a bongo, right? Like, no, no, probably no. not. But any hand drum a white guy oh, owns is usually a bongo. That's true. Well, I gotta say, man, I have a real problem. That's I think that's just a fucking hippie thing too. Is mm. fucking hand drums? They fucking love them. People have fucking drum circles, where it's just a bunch of fucking assholes sitting in a circle. <laughs> I can feel the fucking shit flowing through my shithole, and it's so fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking oh man. So you're our Captain Kirk today. Spiritual bullshit just irritates me so much. Anything else about space hippies, or do we want to move on? Uh, the last thing that I wrote down was that uh, the Aurora was just the Tholian ship with added nacelles. I thought it looked familiar. Except in the in the high def, or the remaster Jake and I watched, it was something else. Yeah, oh, they replaced oh. it with some other. Yeah, no, it was, it was very much just the Tholian ship and ours. I'm glad, because I was sitting there like, I feel like this is probably a reuse, but I don't know what. Yeah, they just ha- they just uh, taped some nacelles onto it. Okay. I had no idea. They all, none of them. I have no idea what any of them look like. I, probably, I couldn't pick the Enterprise out of a lineup. <laughs> That's not we true. We a lineup I, I, right behind you. Fuck, they're all the Enterprise. <laughs> except for that one. Anything Let's, else about... Uh, I'm, I'm happy to move we're on. ready to get our heads... singing. Stop doing acid and get our heads into the clouds? Is that question That's mark? the reverse order. Let's do some... Let's huff some rocks. Xenite. Yeah. Let's get dumb. Let's get stupid, people. Mm-hmm. Or too late. Ha-ha. <laughs> Oh, what's fun about this episode, this was the same writer as Trouble with Tribbles. Huh. Oh, cool. The fan dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neat. I guess, I'm assuming this one was actually commissioned. But the original script had for, had Kirk forced the two sides into a room together so they would force them to talk it out and never had the fucking, like, masks and shit. Mm. So there was never an actual, like, way to make them equal. He would just, like, told them, talk it out and make it work. Bye. And then they left and it was supposed to end on this extra vague note of hmm. we don't know how we feel about this we don't know if we've helped or not or made things worse hmm. but it's not our job yeah. we got our rocks we're totally we got fucking our with the prime directive the right plan. now i just got our rocks off i just want to know like did the federation know the full deal with this planet when they let them in or Dude. like were they just okay with it because fuck it i already I mean, told they were, you they were there was a, there was go ahead oh sorry they were originally not supposed to even go to the mines at all they said, yeah. we put a fucking rush order on this. We're just going to go straight to the source, get the yeah. Xenite, and go. And then they're like, oh, shit. Now that we've bypassed the front door and come in through the back, we can see all the shady dealings going on in this manufacturing plant. Which means the Federation did a very bad job of researching when they inducted these people. That's Like I said, though, they totally did the research, and the research was done by a crooked admiral who only gave a shit about this mineral, whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and was like, oh, slaves? We don't really give a fuck as long as you give us what we want. You know. Damn it. Yeah, according to Plasis, everything's cool. I haven't seen it yet, but there is apparently an episode of Enterprise that serves as a prequel to this, and uh, I think they that that... Archer might accidentally cause this society or something. I don't God know the damn details. It, Archer. 
God. This is why you need Archer's the like, Archer's Archer. Archer's like, this rock smells great. <sighs> now, how is it, by the way, because apparently this stuff is used pretty extensively throughout the galaxy, or at least throughout the Federation. Once it's refined, it's fine. But how is it refined. no one before McCoy thought to test its pre-refined version to go, holy shit, it is super poisonous. Because they probably assumed that shit was happening on planet. And the people on planet were like, no, we don't see any problem. I mean, we've got the fucking idiots handling it, so it's fine. It's yeah. invisible. Nothing that's invisible can hurt you. Yeah, what the fuck? These fucking one percenter fucking pieces of shit in their fucking cloud city fucking Lando fucking Calrissian. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to make a best fucking joke This someone deal else keeps getting worse. Fuck those people, okay? Actually, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. The deal does keep getting worse. Yeah, it does. They're the f- Oh my god, George Lucas ripped this episode off for Empire. <laughs> I'm making it part of the deal. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Hey, I don't alter it any further. So how did, uh, how did, because obviously we watched the original, uh, so the, the Cloud City itself was just a, a painting. A yeah, bad painting on a backdrop. So they didn't give you a nice CG city or anything? You no, know, it looked like it was, they, they made the, seat, the, the exterior shot of the close-ups of the city. Yeah. Nice. Okay. From the ground, when they look up and see the city, it looks pretty painting. stupid. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't change that part. Because, yeah, that's what it was for us. I think the way you put it, Caitlin, was like... It's like a painting... It's like they painted... They painted the the city itself on a backdrop that was obviously just, like, a normal set backdrop. But then they, like, kind of floated some kind of cloud thing in front of it to give it, like... To lend it, like, a almost 3D sort of situation happening, mm. but it just made it look like you had some piece of cloud floating <laughs> over the city. Like if, yeah, they but probably I mean, cleaned it up It's the obsession little. monster. What are you doing here? <laughs> um, yeah, him and Melvar have a poker game tonight. <laughs> you know, so I was trying to figure out, like, what what was the commentary here? Was it Walker's one percenter? Rights? Was it one percenter sort of criticism? Because I really got... Because the, the, the attitude of particularly girly face... Droxine? Droxine. Particularly her attitude towards the dopes in the mines was... You know, oh, they're too dumb to understand that they have, you know... It, they, out of sight, like out of it. mind. It felt like the stereotypical view that a lot of people in this country held, slash maybe still hold, that, like, African-American people are yeah. inherently less intelligent, and that's... Like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. that, like, even if you teach, that. you know, the people you think are inferior, they can still only get yeah. so high. Oh, there was, like, this altruistic thing, too. It's like, we oh, you them. know, we're, we're helping them. Yeah, you know? yeah well, we're, that's again... We're that's, teaching them a trade. Yeah, it's like, yeah that's part of it, too, you, you know? Fucking they are, they are awful, but well, it's, it's a, it is, I think, a, like you said, Caitlin, like, it's a little more disconcerting because so much of it is so familiar still. It's also very interesting because they talked about, you know, I don't know how long they've had the Cloud City, and the Cloud City itself is kind of cool because it's, you know... And, um, anti-gravitational city that hovers somehow yeah. that Science. Spock was uh, impressed by. But when did all the, the elite class, the cloud city folk, go to Stratos? Because on the surface, everyone was, you know, back when everyone was on the surface, they were more equal. And they don't even remember that anymore. They don't think about it. They're like, yeah. no, no, no. Even on the surface, we, we were we were the, the ones who were elite enough to come up here. And we're like, what actually happened? Presumably at some point, somehow... Even on the surface, they got to a point where some people weren't mining. Mm. And eventually they just sort of, because they weren't in the caves. Well, they needed, so there there was somebody became the boss. There was like, and that naturally created, listen, the workers and management will never have anything in common, right? So, and there had to have been somebody managing it, right? You know, otherwise the workers would have fucking not done their work. Yeah, in but, this situation. Yeah, but in, at that point, why would they have even been mining? I think it was evolution. I think they probably they evolved they, to I, mine. No, no, they evolved so that ten percent of the population or whatever the ones who didn't wasn't go in the affected mines? by the no, like they probably were all in the mines. They probably all lived in these caves because they were probably sort of primitive in the beginning. Presumably, they had like their stone age also at some point because they all started there, right? So. Probably there were caves and probably just like, you know, in life, assuming you subscribe to the belief of evolution, which I do, they slowly but surely, some of them 
bread and didn't have the effect of the dust would be my guess. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the point is everybody is affected by the dust because even when Plastis goes down there, he's eventually affected by the dust. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. I thought that the That's why he of got the dust, so Oh, why violent. he got violent. But why was he affected and what's her name wasn't? I assumed that the only one who was actually being affected by the dust was Kirk because he had been down there a long time. And he's an outsider Plastis who was doesn't there. have a built-in Right. Plastis was there for like eight seconds, and I feel like it's... That, that, it I was think, an hour, he said. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that may have just been a... But by the time he had been there for an hour, Kirk had been there for an extra couple, half hour or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, my impression was that he was fighting Kirk because Kirk was trying to kill him. Well, no, because he he yanked the things out of the wall to be like, I'm gonna murder you! Like... Mm. It was less a self defense thing and more of a bloodlust thing. Yeah, I think I think I think I think the the implication I got was that everybody who's in the presence of that gas for any amount of time is going to develop the the stu- stupidity syndrome. Yeah, it occurs to me. I'm only thinking this right now, but like you figure the 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 non gassed people, the Cloud City folks, are like supposed to be kind of extra special clever and they sort of compare them to Vulcans a bit so does that just mean the the regular like the troglites are actually just on the same level as normal humans I don't believe that the cloud people are on the same level as Vulcans and I think Spock Spock gave him a good eyebrow like really you're better than me no yeah I really I think that the fucking cloud people are fucking arrogant fucking assholes I I like their art some of their arts were cool yeah I think that they're fucking slave-owning scumbags, and yeah. I think that really what the troglites should have been doing, honestly, and they should have been blowing up those mines. They should, yeah, have, they some, should have. Like they just stealing the stealing the rocks so that to capture Captain Kirk and make him a hostage. Yeah, how did they even know he was coming? Yeah. Hmm. No, they should have. Well, they just knew it. They knew a starship was there to pick up. They a, should have fucking. Well, they thought it was blown new. up the mine. Or the Enterprise, and said, frankly. And said there's no fucking rocks until you hear us out. Yeah. I actually, well, they thought that the Enterprise was there. As an intimidation thing, right? Yeah. Oh, right. They didn't even realize that there was a need for the Xena. Like, oh, you have yeah. to go and like give it to Merrick 2. Maybe. Maybe they're veggies. If, yeah. I were, if I were fucking Varna. What? Vanna. Vanna. Va- Vanna. Vanna. Yeah, Vanna's for I would have been taking a weed. dump on Crassus's bed every fucking day. Yeah. Just squatting down, yeah. laying on a log. Maybe she maybe she did. Maybe that's why she got kicked out or maybe, whatever. Maybe. Yeah, what was Vanna's story? Because they, they said, like, she, that, she was raised in Cloud City? She had been what? taken from the caves to serve as, like, a yeah, servant. Yeah, she's like a in lady in waiting or some shit. So, yeah, they would, they would take. Tro- What's the Because it's not troglodyte, but. Troglite. Troglite. Trogdor. They would take troglites <laughs> to be, like, servants and members of their security staff. Oh, and that just makes the black people are inferior thing even more... Because I was just thinking, like, what if it was also... Of course, in the 60s, they probably didn't even give a shit. But I was then... I was also thinking, because they talk about, like, their lowered um, intellect, I was wondering if maybe this was also, in some way, a commentary on the treatment of intellectually disabled and other differently abled people. Just because I feel like, in terms of the school system, even when I was in school, I felt like... They probably weren't doing as much as they could have to try to help the, pe- the people who were differently abled. And in the 60s, I'm sure they weren't. And I'm sure that the actual thing is they're probably making, like, a... I would guess the African-American comparison, because it's topical. It's the 60s, civil rights. But I also wonder if you could make the argument that it also is a little bit to do with, like, the idea that the differently abled are sort of viewed as useless and... what? Why do you, you keep, keep using this term, differently abled? I've never heard this before. What is differently abled? Someone who is physically handicapped is probably what how you might. Oh, uh, okay. Blind or deaf or unable to walk or. I am not familiar with that term. <laughs> oh, is, is it just another word for disabled? Well, it's more politically correct. It's more politically correct because okay. disabled sort of makes it sound more, like it's more encompassing too. Well, and disabled makes it sound like you don't work, you can't do thing, and the reality is that. Differently abled people live full, enriched lives and all are are helpful in life and the workforce and all these things. Oh, yeah. Which is no, I know you know. I'm just saying that, like, I think disabled 
It's kind of like the difference between calling someone like a depressive and calling someone a depressed person. It's like you're kind of identifying them by like what's wrong versus like taking their humanity in a way. I don't really know. I don't know. I didn't mean to make this disability corner, but my point simply being that you... Disability corner. My point simply being that probably you could make an argument that the failings of this system and the treatment of these like lower intellectual people, maybe you could draw a comparison to the way society kind of shunts differently able than your special education students through the system just mm. to get them through kind of thing. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I think, I'm sure that's not what they were doing. I think it's, it's a fair reading now, but I think like you said at the time... Almost certainly. They just didn't yeah. even care. That's frankly, right. No, so. of course not. I mean, <laughs> So it wasn't even a thought, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, know. you can certainly try to make the parallels now, but again, at the time it was just... Like I said, it was the 60s and... The civil rights movement was in full <laughs> swing. I was gonna say black no, people weren't even being considered. I'd, yet, even, really, ba- I'd so. even back it up further and be like, it's it's even workers' rights in general. It's working conditions. Yeah. Yeah. When was the Triangle Factory fire? I keep the forgetting. Thirties. Oh, okay, 20s? that's way further back. But just you know, the the one percent. Upton Sinclair write that book. <laughs> mm. Is that the guy Upton Sinclair? Right, the jungle, so, the jungle, yeah. or whatever yeah. it was called. Mm-hmm. It's called the jungle. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. That's the one. We need a Frankie. Yeah, he actually. Yeah, that was. Frankie and Sally sucks so bad, and so does everything else bad. Is bad. That was pretty good. That was pretty good musical improv, actually. Um, I would throw my panties on stage for that. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much stuff was in in sort of. Uh... Upheaval in the '60s. I'm yeah. sure there and were the thing major is, like, workers' to, rights things as well. Yeah, because it, it's also specific. Like, workers' rights and and civil rights always tie very closely together. Yeah. So. Right, boycotting and like well, saying I'm not going to go to my job and this sort of thing too. There's like a pro- peaceful protest situation. This is probably also when was the EPA formed? Under Nixon's tenure, so, so it would have been anywhere from '68 to '74. Yeah. Well, my point is that this would be so environmentalism was also something that people mm. were clearly aware of. Speaking of environmentalism, what did you think of their stupid masks? The filter masks? That looked like they just had bought some, like, painter's masks and glued on some spice tubes. And put it over Ooh, the fucking delicious. top of the yeah. head? Yeah, That's how you can tell it's the, the future. The way that the mask attached... Like, I have it's a done. respirator downstairs that, like, has, like, a strap. It pulls over your head. It's great. But, like... <laughs> Does it have like a fucking coat hanger up no, the forehead? No, it doesn't. Have Picturing that. them all speaking like Bane, you know. <laughs> oh yes, Bane, bad, bad. You were mine. I poor McCoy just whipped things this thing up in five bad, minutes. Bad. Here, you really wanted it. Now I couldn't he, find another strap, so it has to go up the face. I <laughs> was born in the bat, Bane. Jake is talking you again. You chose the bat. I See, was, yeah. the thing is, like, for all that we're making fun of it being like, it was to make it look futuristic, I remember there was a period in, like, maybe ten years ago where some company actually did try to shill these, like, stupid fucking over-the-top-of-the-head sunglasses. I Stop. Think, wish I was kidding. Stop. I saw people with them. I think it was, like, intended for joggers or cyclers or something. I think it was it could, like, go under your helmet easily or something. I don't... I actually saw people with them, and I just thought, you should probably just be sent to the moon without an air tank. Wow. But with the sunglasses, right? <laughs> oh, God, yes. So they understand why they've been sent there. <laughs> we also see some fucking sunglasses in this episode. Oh, yeah. Those the weird little... visor Ooh, things. Yeah, those are pretty... Those remind me of uh, Doc Brown's, like... Oh, future glasses. Future glasses. Yeah. Damn, these They're were shields. some future glasses. Because so, apparently when it's convenient to the plot, they don't like light, but they didn't really seem to have much of an issue with it the few times. What was the torture device... Oh, they had a fucking torture device. Yeah, which they had disguised as art, which is very clever. Was very it? Clever. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's well, what I mean, maybe that's that's maybe that's them making like a statement about how modern art is basically torture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that was the intent, or just like it fit in with the culture. You know that even when they make a torture device, they can't help but make something that's kind of beautiful, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strap you to the whipping pole and yeah. you with like. Well, I don't even think that's that that's that weird. Like, I mean, if you ever seen what is that thing called? Um, Clockwork Orange. No, God, no. <laughs> I've never seen it actually. Uh, but what's that that spiky thing? Oh, the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden mm. is like it's not pretty, but it's like I don't know. It's interesting. It's when it's shot, it's it decorative. could be aesthetically pleasant. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Anyway, Except I don't for all the wanna... blood draining out. Well, of you know, after you've cleaned it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they don't clean those <laughs> ever. Why but you could get an infection. <laughs> didn't know what infections were back yeah, then. Yeah, what are germs? I are um, doggo. So Droxine wanted the bang Spock. And this is actually... She so, had a fucking ear fetish, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, she definitely... Because she had his exquisitely shaped ears. Oh, boing. 
Uh, it's interesting, though. I feel like we were talking about, during the original Pon Far episode, discussing the fact that in that episode, the whole seven-year thing hadn't been established, and we posited at the time that that wouldn't become canonical until Star Trek Three. but we were, in fact, proven wrong here. Where this seems to be where the every seven years thing was, was brought up directly. Shit. And going back to the previous episode... Pavel Andreevich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Irina, Irina called him Pavel Andreevich. I yeah. noticed that. Sorry, this has Caitlin. been Throwback Thursday. Here we go. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Andre where... a bitch. Yeah. So that's where this was established, <laughs> the, the seven years thing. <laughs> that was so awkward, too. She was like, so there's definitely no way you could maybe with the hair. And Spock seemed kind of into it, which was even weirder. No, he was absolutely into yeah, it. He's like, yeah. I he was like, well, you can make exceptions. I love how they juxtaposed all the Ponfar talk with Kirk wrestling sexually yeah, with Anna. Yeah, that's true. Uncomfortable. That was weird. She was going to kill him with her weird knife. Yeah, but she, no, she said she just wanted to take him hostage. And she was so bad, man. She fucking every opportunity, this every opportunity she had, she fucking stabbed him in the back. Well, Christopher Walken, dumb guess. Dumb gas made her not recognize a good thing. Well, that's the thing, Christopher like, Walken. Like, I have to give I give her a lot of credit for being a fucking player of the game mm. in this episode because first she tries to capture Kirk and Spock. Then she does the thing where she sneaks into the bedroom, tries to tries to capture him again. Then she plays along, she's like, you know. Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, I I, I trust yeah, you." Yeah, I trust you. And then the first thing she does is betrays him. Yeah. So, Although she never is quite ready for Kirk to fight dirty. Mm. Or fight at all, really. Like, she, he keeps catching her off guard in that way. Like, I think she was the smartest of all. I think that was the implication of the way it ended, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a good line that uh, that Plastis says. I don't think it's to her. I think it's to the other the other troglite that jumps off fucking Cloud City. Yeah. Uh, where he says something like, well, I would suggest you increase your knowledge. Oh, and yeah. And then the guy says, troglites can't. Mm-hmm. According to you. Like, there was that, that burn in there. Mm. Like, make up your mind, big hair. What do you want? Do you want us to be subservient mind mind robots? Yes. Or do you want us to be able to talk with you? No. I no. will say, though, while I complimented Pal... What was it? Palace? Palin? Pla- Plasis. Plasis. Complimented his hair earlier. I could have done without his beard. I don't remember his beard. So I it was a nice beard, but then for, like, no reason, he took out just, like, a little bit of the uh, chin. Yeah, it, it was like an like, opposite soul. It was like an inverted soul patch. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, enough had been taken out that you thought they were going for mutton chops, you know? It was just, like, they took out a tiny bit of the middle. That's weird. So it just, like, looked like he couldn't grow hair there or something. It was just like, I, what's going on? It was on? clearly artistic expression. Yeah. It's oh, a, that's It's yeah. an art form. It's much like his daughter. Art. You know what I fucking loved was Droxine's kids. <laughs> that cape was actually the, very the cape, It was like a big mermaid yeah, her, her tits tail. were nice. <laughs> I did like the cape, too. Yeah, yeah. And the eye makeup on her and... Vana, Vana. when she was... They both had awesome I eye makeup. I don't know, there was something weird about Droxine's face I couldn't Oh, yeah, she had twice. a weird face, but the I, eye makeup was I couldn't was tell if it was her ears were too low or her face was too I pointy. Feel like, or yeah, her, she had, like, really... Her nostrils was a little weird. I think was she it? also had, like, really, like, severe cheekbones, and I think hmm. that they, like contoured the shit out of it and like hollowed her cheeks out or some shit it, I, she is a weird there was, there, I agree there was yeah, some yeah. face thing happening there great mermaid cape though. but you know the cape was, was awesome. the way when she would they'd show from behind the way she would, only, would just, it would I only wash with Roxine <laughs> it billowed perfectly every time though like whoever made that made that was it lovely. structurally perfect like that was the best work of art in the fucking thing was that cape I know my linens smell like a spring day when I use Droxine Jake is here. <laughs> Jake is often here. Jake um, hasn't even been drinking this episode. That's true. New and improved. Maximum strength drugs. I don't know. Jake's Jake's been having a day. Apparently he is hit he hit his head in the basement several Thrice. times. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not drunk, he's concussed. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I was also spraying uh, solvents. <laughs> You're full trog light right now. Yeah. Several concussions <laughs> and inhaling. <laughs> full trog light. <laughs> you got yourself stuck in flypaper. You fly never go full right trog light. <laughs> oh, Wait, did you actually get yourself stuck in flypaper? I did get my head stuck in flypaper. <laughs> There's flies in it. <laughs> <laughs> Worse. It was, it was worse. this before or after the multiple concussions this and the was, this, and the huffing? I think 
it was immediately prior to one because I was leaning over my, my I had the fly paper. I had the fly paper and I was leaning over to grab something and I leaned over and I didn't realize until I pulled back no. that I had attached myself to no. the to your face? No, it's was my head. My no! head was, this is in my hair and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck! And then I pulled back and then I hit my head. <laughs> So never mind. You haven't gone full trog like you've gone full curly fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I and it was really frustrating and then I got really upset and, and I thought there was gonna be flies transferred from the paper into my hair. No, no chance of that. Yeah. yeah, it's too sticky for that. So I peeled it out and threw oh. it away. And Ugh. Was, Ugh. It was a, Just the idea of that is giving me the heat of the It was Jake's no good what how what is it? I don't know. Very no, bad. Very bad. Yeah. Something's so really bad. Day. There's several things. Several kinds of bad things. So, day. yeah. Jakey Snickets. I, I series tried to myself events. in the basement pretty bad. While mining for Xenite. Yeah. <laughs> is that like oh, is that like a euphemism God. for picking his nose, though? <laughs> oh, I'm using that. <laughs> scratching, his, scratching his balls. And I'm going to use the mystery machine for vagina, so everybody's happy today. <laughs> oh, Christ. Nice. <laughs> oh, another touch I liked. We? Yeah. Well, another touch I liked was the uh, the beam sounds on our data <laughs> had a different noise in the beam sound from the Enterprise. Oh yeah, you actually noted that the effect was different. Yeah, it had a different effect. Did your version it. have a different effect as well, or just a different noise? I know there was a different effect. noise. No, it was was it effect? Yeah, yeah. I do like when they. Do I didn't that even notice it. I was like, ah. Yeah, when other because I feel like that's something that. Yeah. I mean, I think I said this before, but I feel like as time goes on, it just sort of becomes everyone has the same effect but different colors. Mm-hmm. They had a different one on uh, the empath too when yeah. it, when the weird people who had gem hostage were doing that. Yeah, this oh, episode could have been a half hour episode. This one, do you yeah. think? Same, same cut, cut one. some of the wrestling matches between cut the Bond wrestling and matches. Just some of the mining with your hands. Spock's I don't know if it could have been a half hour, but it probably <laughs> could have been like maybe forty minutes. I think it could have been maybe forty-five. I think it, 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 I would have cut this episode with extreme prejudice. The only <laughs> thing... extreme tolerance, so extreme. The only thing that felt like overt padding to me was that one discussion between. Dickhead and his daughter when they were waiting oh. to beam him up. Yeah, like, that, that felt like we ran short. Everything else felt okay. Yeah, I noticed that when there was a weird interaction between Scott and Spock, uh, where they're talking about, well, yeah. they, they want us to beam up. When? Immediately. Oh, immediately? Yeah, immediately. Well, we should get on that end. Yeah, go ahead. Why is this scene necessary? That's they're true. just doing their fucking jobs. Well, because, like, wasn't there then a problem... Oh no, that's why. That was the because there was a problem. Was... Oh yeah, yeah. She that's was true. too close to her papa because, of course, she was. Yeah, stupid. <sighs> also, did you notice how at the very beginning of the episode, Spock's like, "Yes, they have completely eradicated all forms of violence," and then we find out that they're super fucking. Violent. They love killing. They're as long fucking as killing. There's trouble jumping, jumping off of, of a building. Yeah, they're what were they gonna do? They're torture gonna... machine. Yeah, they were gonna tie that guy. They, to the the guy says, room. "If if yeah. Jim Kirk ever shows his face around this town again, you kill him." Yeah, hmm. yeah. No, they they like. I really do feel like they just horribly misrepresented themselves to the Federation, and I really feel like Kirk's threat just should have been, "I am going back to our version of the Hague and ratting you guys out so bad." Like at the end, where Vana was like, "Maybe you forget he abducted you, and he'll forget you attacked him, and this and that." It's like Kirk should be like, "We don't forget shit. I am going back to the Federation and reporting about all the." Fucking human rights violations that have been happening yeah, here. You have slavery on this planet, so yeah, it's like I know I can't interfere with your government as part of the whole Federation thing, but when you joined the Federation, you also agreed to not be dickheads of certain orders. Just so we're clear. Also, I'm going to report the outfits that you make the security guards wear. Oh God! With the oh, shorts God. and the funny hats. That is a crime. My comment was: <laughs> It looks like they just got out of the shower and had to get quickly onto the job. <laughs> Shower cap, towel, it's, go! It's like when uh, there's a fire alarm and you just got out of the shower and you're like, ah! No, it is. They, they, were, they were ahead of the curve because they, you know, already had their uh, rompers, which that's topical. Or at least is at time of recording. It may already not be topical by the time this I, goes I live. Keep, I keep seeing plenty of, of, of links. Jake, you going to get a male romper? Fidget spinners? Fidget spinners, yes. yeah, that's the other thing. Remind me to put hashtags for both of those on the episode so we can be super... Yeah. Oh, man, we're going to get so many likes. So much SEO. By the time this episode airs, 
the fidget spinner fits crazy they'll, they'll, past. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be banned, cause cancer they'll be something. banned from every high school in America because students that don't need them will be using them to interrupt class. And it's probably past as of recording. Honestly. I mean, also, kids are on summer break right now. Did anything I, else about this one before, did I hear we, anything else? before we wrap? Oh, I liked the, the bars in the prison and how they retracted in the wall. That was cool. That a was nice fun. alternative to the usual energy field that they like to use yeah, in Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, they do. That you can't see until one of them hits it. Inevitably. Like, oh, there it that is. Was like, that was one good thing in um, the last one in, in Eden there was his little buddy, when he, you know, Vulcan neck poke to the guard, <laughs> he almost went to the thing and Dr. Severin was like, it's a force field. He like stopped it before he could do the inevitable touch of the force field and go, Ugh! bullshit. I did like, down. Shatner did do a good job being all like fidgety too when like. He needs a spinner apparently. Yes, when he um, was, you know, to be affected by the gas, so like twitchy, kind of holding his gun, like. <laughs> yeah, he reminded me of of um, Evil Kirk? Kirk in the Enterprise in- incident when he was supposed to be acting like an asshole. There, or that, yeah. Yeah, and less like Mirror Kirk. Mirror Kirk was evil, but I don't think he was like. That's true. He was kind of racing s- himself always to be ready to be evil. Yeah, that's true. He was kind of like stocky, and they always let him weird. <laughs> yeah. Any other any other thoughts? Why do fidget spinners have the additional bearings on the outer? I think you can spin those bits too. Oh. Any know. any other thoughts related to the episode? Or fidget spinners? No. <laughs> no. Nope. No thoughts. Right. Zero thoughts. Well, this has been episode thirty nine of A Star to Steer Her by. We are racing ever faster towards the end of the original series. I know. Into the galactic. Barrier. What are we gonna do? We're gonna watch the animated series. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, and then the movies, That'd and be then exciting. we'll suffer through the first season of the next generation. No, not before we do that episode of Futurama. But yeah, I'm done. The end is that. So, uh, please join us next week when we will be looking at the Savage Curtain and all our yesterdays. Please find and like our Facebook page, Stars Dear Her By. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. We will be uh, posting the fanfics within the next few weeks on the Tumblr uh, as well. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for those. That'll yeah, be fun. Yeah. Do please uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, and if you use iTunes, give us a rating and review. For Stars Dear Her By, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jackass. Accurate. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Oh god, I just had a thought. Um, fuck, what was it? I do not know. It's gone now. It is. Like a fart in the wind. It'll yeah. come back. If only your fucking farts would go that quickly. <laughs> Jesus, H. Christ. Wow. Um... Fart in the wind Corner Only <laughs> our farts in the wind <laughs> Okay, I didn't get it at first, that's brilliant